Hello and welcome to the official podcast of the Australian Securities and Investments Commission. On today's episode, we'll be sharing some stories from our market integrity beat, the kind of stories our markets group comes across on a regular basis. My name is Andrew Williams, and joining me this time around are Tom Viners and Wendy Prince, who are both part of our market integrity group at ASIC. Thank you both for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Before we get into the stories themselves, tell us a little bit about how ASIC receives its market intelligence. Andrew, ASIC receives market intelligence from a wide variety of sources. Uh, Firstly and most importantly is our MAY system. That's our market analysis and intelligence system. In addition to the MAY system, which conducts all of our real-time alerting and also specialised reporting, we also get intelligence from suspicious activity reports. And they're also known as SARS. Market participants are obliged to send us suspicious activity reports where they suspect there could be a breach of the Corporations Act or the Market Integrity Rules. They know their business better than anyone. Mm -hmm. The reason we rely upon that is they are much closer to their clients and misconduct. We also get a lot of breaches of misconduct uh, via our misconduct and breach area and also from industry intelligence. So we've got a vast network of, uh, of incoming information. Now the process with which we look at it is the how. And if you think of an upside down pyramid, We get a vast amount of intelligence, alerts, reports. We need to sift that out and we need to get down to those matters that are most important, where harm is greatest Mm -hmm. and that we can have the greatest impact. Who have we got to do it? We've got a team of specialised analysts, surveillance analysts, investigators, accountants, lawyers and increasingly data specialists. So we've got a vast amount of intel and a very specialised group of people who know what to do with it. And a lot of different kinds of matters and stories come through, obviously, that process and uh, go through, are uh, sifted down, as, as you mentioned. Wendy, would you like to, uh, to mention one of those? I should mention before we start that we, we can't name names, obviously, because some of these are uh, you know, still under investigation or, or whatnot. So we'll, we'll be speaking about it in very general terms. But tell us about a few of the things that the team has encountered in their work and, and, and what role they play in keeping the markets clean. Thank you, Andrew. Well, in late 2015, a client of a market participant uh, attempted to place several buy orders in a very highly liquid stock. The orders were small in size and a significant number of price steps away from the last traded price. Now, what happened is before being executed, the trades were actually rejected by the market participants' automated filters and then rejected also by the designated trading representative. And what a designated trading representative is, it's an actual person employed by the market participant. And this person is actually manually responsible for order entry onto the market. Right. What basically happened is the the participant later discovered that the orders were placed through the account of the wife of the listed company CEO. So the market participant locked the account and sent what is called a suspicious activity report, which Tom referred to earlier, to ASIC. And so we then looked into it. Since the orders had already been rejected, we contacted the CEO to warn him that any repeat of this conduct could actually trigger a formal investigation. And so we placed the stock on a watch list. And that stock is then monitored by ASIC surveillance team to ensure that there is no repeat of any suspicious activity. So, Tom, that's, that's an example of a, a suspicious activity reporter and I guess the importance thereof. 
Look, very, very important. As I mentioned, uh, because market participants are closest to their clients and the, the, the kind of business that they conduct, they are vitally important. Another example that we can point to is where a participant identified some unusual trading by one of their clients just ahead of a material price sensitive announcement. So that, that kind of announcement can be a takeover, can be upgrades or downgrades uh, in earnings, etc. So I can't speak specifically about mm. what the example was, but there, there are a few. Uh, but I identified some very large trading beforehand and buying ahead of a, a positive announcement. Soon thereafter, that same client sold those shares, realised a large profit. The actual participant found that there was a connection between that trader, albeit a, a somewhat distant one, and the information contained in the announcement. So they identify it, they bring it to our attention, and allow our team of specialists to then start looking at the facts and circumstances to see whether there is purely a coincidence or, or whether indeed there has been evidence of uh, any potential insider trading. Now, we've talked a lot about suspicious activity reports, uh, but that's not the only thing that ASIC relies upon. Obviously, there's a lot of surveillance that ASIC uh, conducts to detect market misconduct as well, doesn't it, Wendy? Yes, actually, in May 2016, we identified as part of our routine normal surveillance an unusual trade that significantly increased the share price and market cap of a security. Uh, that trade appeared to be designed to have a price impact and caused the price of the security to close at, at its high for the day. Uh, ASIC therefore made inquiries and established that the client was an employee of the fund manager and that the fund manager was indeed a substantial holder of the security. As a result, the fund manager could have um, and, and most probably did receive a financial benefit such as a bonus or inflated uh, management fees for any portfolio outperformance for that particular reporting period. And our inquiries into that matter are still ongoing. So is that, uh, is that what's called window dressing? Yes, indeed, Andrew, that is what we call window dressing. It is a serious form of market manipulation and it may result in penalties under the Corporations Act. Um, when we identify it, we will investigate that type of trading and therefore will take appropriate enfor enforcement action if it's warranted. Just to finish up, are there any messages that you've, you have for market participants that you think are, I guess, particularly prevalent, uh, I guess, ongoing, but at this point in time? Yeah, I think it's, it's worth noting, Andrew, that uh, what we are seeing is I increasingly automated trading systems are uh, active in the market. Mm. Uh, and there's very often the, uh, the misconception that small volume of trading, small number of shares being traded constitutes market manipulation. Now, that's not the case. Very often there are volume-weighted average price uh, algorithms which slice up orders into small parcels, not necessarily manipulative. It's important that, uh, that investors know we look at this activity, we look for potential market manipulation, we are always looking for misuse of confidential information. Just because investors may not hear about what surveillance and what ASIC enforcement are doing, they should not assume that we are not doing anything. They should assume that we are looking at all trading, we are reviewing trading around market sensitive announcements, and if people choose to run the gauntlet and they choose to trade, with this information, they run the risk of uh, full investigation, prosecution, and ultimately we have seen a number of people in recent years sent to jail for misuse of this information. Yeah, the consequences are very serious. We've seen that in the number of headlines. But as you say, just because there aren't headlines around it doesn't mean that ASIC isn't acting upon it. Uh, Tom, Wendy, thank you very much for your time on the podcast today.
Thank you, Andrew. Pleasure. We'll be back with another episode of the official ASIC podcast very shortly. Thank you for listening.